You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And on today's show, to give his 53-man roster prediction, we also have one of the original hosts of the show, John Kegley, joining us in from Oklahoma, where he's stationed right now with the Army. So excited to have him on, but we are three sports writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we covered the Chargers for over five seasons We started our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, today is the day. It's time to make our final roster predictions before the cuts happen later today. So we had a version of it last week. There was definitely some changes from me and David Jargmeyer, but we didn't get to hear from John Kegley, who has some changes of his own from both of ours, all three of us have different rosters, which I'm happy about. I thought they'd be very similar, which they are, but definitely some changes there. So in the first segment, we'll start talking about the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, because all of us now have three quarterbacks on our 53-man prediction after the comments last week by Telesco and Staley. In the second segment and third segment, we'll be getting into the offensive line, defensive line, some changes there. Even at linebacker, we all have different groups. And then we'll also touch on the defensive backs and the specialists as well. So much to get into. The edge rushers too. So little time as three of us are going to talk about 53 dudes in one 30-minute show. So let's go ahead and get into it. But first, I need to tell you guys to make sure you don't miss Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview. That's going to be on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel starting August 30th and going through September 8th. All of the Odyssey NFL experts will be on there talking about every team and every division in the NFL, really setting you up for the rest of the season. So make sure to follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. Before we get into our actual roster predictions, we should talk about the fact that the Chargers did cut their roster down a little bit, cutting nine players and wave injuring Two other players, the two wave injured players, were Tyree St. Louis and long snapper Cole Mazza. But out of the notable guys that were released so far, the biggest one was Jesse Lemonier, who did show some flashes. I mean, I thought he was one of the more impressive backups to the backups as far as the edge rushers go. I thought he was right behind Chris Rump as far as the impressive edges so far during the preseason. Thought he played well. Not a huge surprise, but this does at least clear up the picture a little bit for the Chargers now getting down to 53 today. So let's get into these 53-man rosters and the quarterbacks. All of us have all three quarterbacks making it, like I said before. Easton Stick and Chase Daniel both make it because this is what we think is going to happen, not necessarily what we would do because I think all of us would be good with rolling with two quarterbacks. But Seems like they're going to do that, so we had to make some really, really tough decisions. And we have different running backs making this roster. So so me and David both changed our lists from the last time we did this. The first time, David had Justin Jackson missing the roster. I had all four of the running backs, Lair Roundtree, Josh Kelly, Austin Eckler, and Justin Jackson all making the team. And now David has Justin Jackson back on his list. And me and David both have Joshua Kelly off of our list now while John is still sticking with all four so David I know you had changed your mind because 
We heard Brandon Staley's glowing comments about Justin Jackson, and obviously he brings more upside than Josh Kelly does, and Josh Kelly has been bad. So, John, is it just that you don't think that the Chargers are going to be willing to give up on last year's fourth-round pick? I don't. I don't think you're going to give up on a running back with how you've seen him with your starting offensive line more often. And plus, you have a guy in Justin Jackson who has not stayed healthy at all in his career, so you're going to need another running back for that situation. I see them keeping all four running backs in this situation. Josh Kelly still has that power back mentality with his strong legs, but he's also a little bit elusive. So I think he still brings something to the, if he can have an offensive line. Cause a lot of times I didn't see much of a blocking for him. He got pretty much destroyed most of the time when he ran the ball in the preseason. So if you were to ask me, if it was my choice, I would keep him. I, whether they do it or not, I kind of feel like they should, I feel like they would just because of injury issues for their side. But for me, it's got to be more of you haven't seen what he's fully capable of because you had Anthony Lynn as your coach. And now you have a coach that's a lot more smarter and a lot better at putting people in in position to succeed. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, I think my thing is, is it just seems like he's quicker than some big backs, but not actually quick by NFL standards. And he's powerful than most scat backs, but he doesn't really have that full truck stick mentality. It doesn't seem like we've seen that since early last year. And the other argument we had yesterday was just Larry Roundtree found some room with the same offensive line a lot of the times, right? And his was really bad too. He got stuffed a lot of times, but still managed to get some chunk plays there. For me, it came down to special teams. And I had to make picks on the defensive side that I felt would fit this team better special teams-wise than Josh Kelly would, you know, covering punts, covering kickoffs and things like that. And I'd rather have a defender doing that because you're not going to use four running backs on game day for the most part. So it is kind of crazy to think that they could end up releasing Josh Kelly. But I think after being one of the least efficient running backs in the NFL last season and then this slow start this year and not really hearing too much out of training camp, I just think that maybe they could actually do it. But it doesn't mean that they will. I mean, there's still a good chance, I think, that they end up keeping Josh Kelly. But one of the things, David, that you had differently than both me and John, who have all six receivers that everyone thinks are going to make the team, making the team, including K.J. Hill, but also Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. For you, you're sticking with five. So what made you think that the Chargers will actually release K.J. Hill? The reason why is because he hasn't been productive at all. I mean, he hasn't been a very good wide receiver, at least so far in the preseason. We don't really know what he's been doing in training camp practices, but he hasn't been good as a punt returner. I think that was a way for the coaches to try to give him another chance to show what he can do and try to uh, like earn a spot on this team, like really carve out a role for himself. But I didn't see him do that. He was not really explosive. He doesn't really have any agility or any real bursts. So he was kind of put in a position to fail, honestly. He, he just doesn't have the skill set that you would really look for when you're looking for a punt returner. So with the inability to find success as a punt returner and also not really finding a lot of success as a wide receiver, that's the reason why I didn't feel comfortable keeping K.J. Hill. And it was time for the Chargers to let him go. Well, and that would mean also, right, that you have them releasing, even just at this point, three of the 2020 draft picks, Joe Reed, Josh Kelly, and KJ Hill, which would be crazy and is still possible. And none of us had Joe Reed on our final predictions here. He's been injured. And just from what we've seen from him, wasn't super involved in what we've heard coming out of training camp in the offense and what I was able to see firsthand when I was at practice. 
It just didn't seem like he did enough, and we were really hoping that he could. But that's crazy because K.J. Hill is really the main punt returner for most of this camp if it wasn't Austin Prowell. Austin Prowell ended up already getting cut. Most of those attempts have gone to K.J. Hill. In the last game, it was Michael Bandy that caught some. You've seen Jalen Guyton return one. So in this case, I mean, Jalen Guyton potentially is that number one guy at the punt return spot. Maybe it's Nazir Adderley, like you were saying, David. Either way, not a lot to feel great about that position. I think they're going to keep him, even though I don't know if it's the right decision. That's just what I kind of think they're going to do. But let's get to the next position group here and get to the tight ends, where me and David both have four tight ends making the roster, with Jerry Cook, Trey McKitty, Donald Parham, and Steven Anderson all making the squad, while John had to make a tough cut with Steven Anderson. So was that tough for you, John, having the Chargers only keep three tight ends in your situation? It was very tough. It came down for me to Josh Kelly or Steven Anderson, and I feel like you're more likely to use the four running backs because, as I said, Justin Jackson's injury-prone, and you're more likely to have him and Steven Anderson. Whenever we've seen the Chargers with, like, four tight ends, we rarely ever see that fourth tight end come in, but we usually always see the fourth running back when they have him, whether it's from injury issues or just from rotational purposes. So that's the reason why I went with Joshua Kelly over Steven Anderson, just because of useful purposes. Yeah, I definitely get that. I mean, it's hard for me to believe the Chargers will have, you know, four active running backs on game day. I don't know if they'll have four tight ends either. I mean, I think it could go either way there, but I think with Steven Anderson, he's had a more impressive camp and preseason than Trey McKitty has. Not that Trey McKitty's had a ton of opportunities, but at the same time, Trey McKitty was also a third-round pick from this past draft, so that would be crazy to cut a third-round pick this early on. That does not happen. Steve Anderson showed out for that Chiefs game at the end of the year, too, even though he was against a bunch of backups. He showed out pretty much, too, like as if he deserves the spot, which made it hard as well. Yeah, Hunter Henry missed time towards the end of last season. Steven Anderson looked good in those last couple of games, for sure. That's what... Made us excited about him going into this season, but it seemed like the special teams he's been playing and his blocking has actually improved, which I think probably ends up securing his roster spot this season because he does play special teams too. He'll also have to just be better on special teams than he was last season. But we do have a bunch more position groups to get into. It's coming up next. We're talking about the offensive and defensive lines and much more and who is making our final 53-man roster for the Chargers coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. Guess what, guys? Football is back, and BetOnline has so many fun things to play and bet on right now, especially on football. So make sure you guys go to the place that we trust to get in all the contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Be sure to take advantage also of their opening day super promo if you guys make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only, only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. But we also have some free money to give you guys as well, because if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, we can boost what you guys are playing with because you can get a 100% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code locked on all caps, one word at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, well, we talked about some of the positions, but one of them that I had left out was fullback. All of us have Gabe Neighbors making the roster. The Chargers have used them in a lot of formations. Seems like they will be using a fullback, and he has played pretty well when he's been out there. So 
just to get that out of the way. There wasn't really a conversation to be had there, but I do think there is a conversation to be had with the offensive linemen. So this is another interesting position as well, because we kind of got a hint from Brandon Staley about how many they're going to keep here. And the number was nine. He said, you'd like to have nine offensive linemen, but for the chargers, that puts them in kind of a precarious position because I don't know if they have, you know, nine good guys at that position. Not to take a shot at anyone, I like a couple of their depth pieces, but the decisions get hard towards the end, especially when you're thinking about if Trey Pipkins is going to still be on this team when the final roster cuts happen. So all of us had, obviously, the Chargers starting five offensive linemen making the teams. That's Rashawn Slater, Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley, Ode Abushi, and Brian Bulaga. Besides that, we all had... Fifth round pick, Brandon Hymas, Scott Questenberry, and Storm Norton. But me and David ended up just thinking the Chargers will end up with Trey Pickman still on the roster. While John's making the bold choice of doing what I did on the last 53-man roster prediction, and that is keep Ryan Hunter, who Brandon Staley accidentally called Ryan Hoffman one time, which made me think he's not going to make the team. John, I agree with you. David agrees with you as well. I mean, David, I know that you don't want Trey Pipkins on there, nope. but it's something that you think is going to happen. Unfortunately, yes. I don't want any part of Trey Pipkins. I've said on the yesterday's show that I've seen enough. I feel like it's time to cut ties, but the way that Tom Telesco has talked about Trey Pipkins and just the overall just setting of this team right now, unfortunately, I think the Chargers are going to keep him. I don't want it, but that's what's likely going to happen. And I think the tough thing about it is, like, he's developing, obviously, but that the preseason doesn't matter. Like, those were just reps he needed. He's played in live games before. Like, he's gotten significant snaps for this team because of injuries, and it looked an awful lot like what we saw this year, so it doesn't seem like there's a lot of improvement. John, do you think those bad performances are enough for them to decide on going with someone else instead? I haven't been a fan of him since they drafted him, and. I can't even begin to go down the list of how many horrible mistakes, slow off the snaps, missed blocks, all this kind of stuff that he's done. He shouldn't have never been drafted by us ever. So I feel like this would be the time to cut ties with him and try out someone that might have more potential than him, someone that might even just be a little bit better than him for a depth piece. He's been going up against some scrubs in this preseason as well, and he's just been getting beat, pushed back, don't see how he makes this team honestly and I'm not even trying to make a prediction I'm trying to make a statement like he does not deserve to be on this team I don't see how he stays yeah he doesn't have anything that would make you believe that he should make the team like with him being out there as much as he was like obviously where he's at right now you want him to get more reps if you really are planning on keeping him and you want him to develop more at what point is he just what he is right I mean he's just a guy that hasn't worked out But for Tom Telesco, when you want to make the cute pick, right, and pick a guy that nobody's heard of in the third round instead of, like, the sixth round, it looks much worse on you. And I mean, a lot of people think that he could have gone, you know, fifth round or whatever. And the Chargers did the same thing with a guy like Trey McKitty this year. When those cute picks don't work out, it sucks, and it's a bad look for the general manager. Should he keep him around just because of that? Obviously not. But it does seem like you would have to try to find better options. But like I said before... This is a rebuilding process for this offensive line that is going to take a bit, right? We've seen a lot of improvement. They still have some room to go, and it's very early with this coaching staff trying to get that done, right? As you said, it's a rebuilding team. you got to take chances on new guys. You know what you have. 
right now, Trey Pipkins, and it's not good. Take a chance on someone like a Ryan Hunter. Take a chance on him. See how he does. Worst case scenario, you cut him, and you don't have a, like a whole contract weighing you down for someone that's not on the team anymore. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, that's what you would want to happen. Unfortunately, none of the other guys that came in to compete with him really did much either. So it's really hard to understand who that would be at this point without bringing in someone from the outside. But yes, I mean, you'd have to think somebody out there, you could at least have another guy where you could take a chance on somebody different at this point. But let's get into this other position group here because we went along with the offensive line. Let's get to the defensive line, switch over to the defensive side of things. John was the only one that went with Forrest Merrill, and I was the biggest Forrest Merrill fan there was. I was hoping there would be a spot for him on this roster, but David actually has the same as I do, where he has Fehoko and Cortez Broughton making it. John instead has Fehoko making it and Forrest Merrill, but Cortez Broughton not making the team. This is so tough, and I don't really blame either of you guys for thinking the way that you do, just because all of those guys have impressed at some point. I mean, even Joe Gaziano is a guy that in a lot of seasons might have done enough to secure himself a roster spot, and he's not even making it on any of our lists. But, David, it was tough not to give the nod to Forrest Merrill just because, obviously, he's a guy we've been following. And you would hope that he could make it with the offseason and camp that he's put together and what he's done in the preseason games. But at the end of the day, Fehoko and Cortez Broughton were both consistent too, so it was just a really tough decision. It was, and you really liked what you saw in spurts out of Forest Merrill. You made some really good splash plays, seemed like a guy who could take up on double-team blocks, a guy who can provide some push in the middle of that defensive line. But he needed a punctuation mark in that last preseason game, Daniel, and we unfortunately did not see that. And so for that reason, I think they're going to go with the player they're more familiar with, and they're going to go with Braden Fehoko over Forrest Merrill. Although, like I also said on the previous show, I think he is definitely a guy they're going to want to put on the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he can fall through the cracks in our situation. And John, you went with Fehoko and Forrest Merrill and then ended up leaving off Cortez Broughton, who ended up making both of our rosters. Yeah, for me, I just don't see... A lot of production from Cortez Brown. I feel like you get the same thing out of Forrest Merrill, but maybe Forrest Merrill has a higher ceiling. And like we mentioned before, rebuilding team. You want to? I want to take chances on guys. With this season coming up, I want to see if we can get more out of some of these guys that are undrafted, especially someone like Forrest Merrill, who just shown a lot of potential. He's made a lot of good plays, a lot of pushing through the offensive line like as if they were nothing. I want to see more of that, and I want to see what he does if he has a whole season learning from Staley and these other coaches. So I went with him, and I believe the coaches are going to do the same thing because I just feel like Cortez Brown hasn't shown enough for the guy that's been on the team for a while. Yeah, and the thing is that's hard, too, is all of these guys are having their first crack at making a first impression with this new Chargers coaching staff, right? So it's like they don't see what Cortez Broughton was the last couple of years when he's kind of failed to climb the depth charts and make himself a starter, right? I was excited about him coming out. But I thought he's looked noticeably better during this preseason. I thought that Braden Fehoko is like noticeably better. And Forrest Merrill just came out of nowhere. And I was, you know, just surprised to see this dude getting after it in the middle. I thought in the final game, Fehoko and Cortez Broughton played a little bit better than Forrest Merrill did. And I think he like I said on yesterday's show that he just kind of had to have a fantastic game in the third one 
to kind of really make the coaches decide on it and have to make a really tough decision but go his way. I'm hoping he makes the roster. Let me be clear. I'm the number one Forrest Merrill fan, right? But I just don't know if this coaching staff, the way they were deploying guys in these preseason games and the time they went on the field and when they stopped playing in those games, that would make you believe that Fehoko is safe on the roster and so is Cortez Broughton. But we'll see, right? And we'll be back here tomorrow recapping what the Chargers end up doing with the rosters. But we do have more positions to talk about on the defensive side of things. So we still have to get into the defensive backs, the linebackers, and the edge rushers, as well as talk about the kicker. Who is this kicker going to be? And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that if you ever need any kind of auto part, there's only one place to go, and that's rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So go to Rock Auto where you can save time and money. Why choose to spend 30 to 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store when you can go to Rock Auto, who's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Make sure to go to Rock Auto right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys about Direct TV Stream, the place where you can put your TV and streaming together. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, Another device that lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simpler way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. I have it. I love it because you can watch on-demand stuff right after it comes on. On what you would usually be getting off of cable. So you can watch it that way if you miss it. Plus, you can record stuff and you're still getting the live television, getting in all the sports that you need and all of that. So make sure to get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. All right, well, we're back here still getting the rest of these roster predictions and happy to have John Kegel again to come back on the show again and get his takes on things because, I mean, he's been away He doesn't get to be on the show right now as much as we'd like him to. So it's been a very fresh opinion from him and maybe looking at this roster a little bit differently than we have. But there's still more positions to get into that we have not a consensus on, right? So let's start with the one we do have a consensus on. We have a consensus on safeties. We think that four safeties are going to make the team. Derwin James, Nazir Adderley, Mark Webb, and Alohi Gilman. For the cornerbacks, we all have the same thing as well which is Michael Davis, Chris Harris Jr., Asante Samuel Jr., Brandon Faison, and Tavon Campbell. And the main reason for this is that Ryan Smith is on the COVID-19 list. I saw that Daniel Popper was putting this in his prediction. Basically, he doesn't count as part of the roster right now because he's on that COVID list. So he can come back after these final cuts are made and doesn't really need to be on this initial 53-man roster. But it is nice to see Tavon Campbell doing enough as a guy who's been around with the Chargers last season as well to get himself full-time with this team and do enough in training camp to make the roster. And you've seen up and down. He got burnt by Travis Benjamin for a touchdown, but you've also seen him make some interceptions and make plays on the football and things like that. Plus, he's a big special teams player as well. 
Not a lot of changes for us there. And let's go to the linebackers too, where all of us have the same linebackers making it, including Amen Ogbog Bamiga, aka our boy Bong, who has been injured. But I think part of this, David, is the comments from Brandon Staley where he's saying he'll be ready week one, right? And him kind of slipping that and saying, you know, after we figure out what's happening with the roster. But the good news about that is, you know, they expect him to be healthy. So they're not just keeping him on the roster, right? To have him there. I mean, he'll be ready to go when the Chargers start to play games, which factors into this when you're cutting down the roster. And for me, it was either him or Josh Kelly. And I just went with him because I do think the Chargers are a little thin at linebacker. And I think all the linebackers will get played more, especially with special teams. But I just trust Amen Ogbog Bamiga to be on the punt coverage, to be on the kickoff coverage and things like that, more than I think that Josh Kelly would in those same situations. And that's just what ended up coming down to me and why I have Bong making it and Josh Kelly not making it. Yeah, well, I think Bong was just more a more productive member of this team. He was doing the things that the team asked him to do at a better rate than Joshua Kelly was doing in my mind. You know that Bong is going to help you a lot on special teams, and you feel pretty comfortable at least putting him on the field on defense in certain situations. You feel like he has a skill set that is not going to hurt you, and he has some things that you can develop and that you can get better with what he brings to the table. And, you know, you love the attitude of the kid, too. I mean, you, even after the AC joint sprain, he walks into Brandon Staley's office and is like, hey, I want to play, and you love that. Even if... He probably shouldn't play, and Brandon Staley ultimately did not allow him to play and said, hey, we, we know what we've seen from you, but you love that attitude. So with his ability on special teams, his ability on defense and the attitude, that's the all reasons why I feel like the Chargers are going to keep ball. Special teams was the reason for me. Uh, I feel like he produced a lot of good special teams plays, and that made the difference for me to keep him on the team was just you have a guy who could play linebacker and play special teams. As you said before, the guy wants to play. So you put him on special teams. Some guys don't really want to do that. They just want to be a regular player. He'll, he'll take whatever you give him. You give him some special teams, a kickoff, some punt, he'll take it and run with it. And I love that. Yeah, and I thought even when he's been playing linebacker too, he doesn't look out of place. I mean, there's been a play here or there, but that's happened to Nick Neiman too, who's been super impressive. And I think that's a good linebacking core right there. I mean, Kazir White, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, Bong, Nick Neiman, I can't remember the uh, you know a time when the linebacker core had that much talent. Like it's kind of ridiculous to be honest. Like I expect and youth too. And youth, yeah. I mean they're young. They're not trying to fill it with band aids. They do have a young stable there of young guys on cheap contracts, which is really nice. So that is very interesting there at linebacker, and it was a very tough decision to make some cuts on this team, especially when the three quarterback situation right is going on. And all of that. But David, you were the only one of us that had five edge rushers making your roster. I had Joey Bosa, Kyler Fackrell, Chenin Wosu, and Chris Rumpf. And you had a Mekig Boule making the squad. Was it tough to kind of fit him in there at the end? It was, but I think when you considered Ryan Smith and him being on the COVID list and not really counting towards the 53-man roster, that's when I kind of made the decision to add a Mecca Egbule on because he's another guy whose really concentration for this team is going to be impacting special teams. And I'm not really that mad about it because last year, the year before, the Chargers had absolutely terrible special teams units and you know they brought in Ryan Smith to really help impact that since he's been hurt and also on the COVID list and Mecca Bule is kind of that fill-in piece that is going to come in and really try to impact this game bringing some speed on special teams 
Yeah, and that would be the reason he makes it. Probably not as much just as a pass rusher, but just a guy who's going to mainly play special teams because Chris Rumpf has been good. Kyler Fackrell's looked really good. You know how we feel about Chenin Wosu, who, you know, that's now a really good competition that he's in now with Kyler Fackrell, and that competition is good. I mean, it's not necessarily good for his bank right now, but you like having those tough decisions to make on who's going to start there. Either way, they have some legitimate upside and a reason to be excited about the pass rushers on this roster, but they do need a lot of special teams help as well, which leads to the last position, which is kicker, right? And the kicker has to make this roster that's already on the team right now, as at least we think that's kind of how it's going to go down. So John, me and David on our last one, both went with Tristan Vizcaino. Both of us are doing it again this time around. We know Ty Long is the punter. Now, with Cole Mazza being wave injured today, Matt Overton is the long snapper because they already cut Ryan Langan a couple of weeks ago. Really, only decision here is which one of the kickers they're going to keep. Who do you think it's going to be? I, I have the same as you guys. and I, Ideally, yeah, neither one of them should be making this team. <laughs> if, you're, if I'm going to be completely honest, I know David's going to be like, always oh, got to come with the bad comments, the bad attitude, but no, they both suck, I'm going to say right now. I don't and think David wants of either good, of them either. You have to pick between the two. Vizcano is making this team, and we're going to have a long year kicking-wise, but maybe they can find someone else in free agency if he starts messing up through the season. But it's the lesser of the two evils, basically. Yeah, make no mistake about it, John. I do not want either one of these kickers. But if I have to make the choice, it's Tristan Vizcaino because he has the stronger leg and he's going to put it through the back of the end zone more consistently than Michael Badgley is. For me, personally, I would like them to cut both of them and go sign one of these other kickers. And whoever they do keep as the kicker, hopefully Brandon Staley has them on a short leash. And once they start to lose the Chargers games, then they cut bait and they go with somebody else. That's my ultimate hope. I'm interested to see how Brandon Staley addresses issues like this, right? Because, I mean, I think you know how hard he wants you know, to have, be able to develop guys and work with them through these problems and things like that. But the toughest thing about this is Michael Badgley was worse early on. Tristan Vizcaino was much better early on, which led to, I think, an overall better total accuracy over every kick through training camp and the preseason games. If you're, you know, listening to like Daniel Popper, who's charted every single one of them, Tristan Vizcaino has made more of his kicks. He has the stronger leg, but he also went three of six in a practice not too long ago and missed his 47 yard attempt in the last game he played in. So although I do think that, you know, Michael Badgley was the best kicker recently, I do think they're taking camp into consideration as well. I do think they're thinking long and hard about every single practice. And I also just think they're trying to find ways to justify it being Tristan Vizcaino because I think they also just have talked so much about leg strength. It's not just about field goals. It's about kickoffs, too. Like, they bring it up anytime anyone brings up the kicking competition, which just makes me believe that it's going to end up being Tristan Vizcaino that ends up winning the job. Even though Michael Badger, you know, to his credit, made a 50-yarder in the last game he played in, I just don't know if it's enough because neither one of them got enough kicks in the preseason it could really be either, but all three of us are going Vizcaino. So all of us have the same defensive backs. With Tavon Campbell making the team, all of us just have four safeties. No one like Ben DeLuca making the team or anything like that. And Bong makes it for all of us, which is pretty cool. A cool story. One of the guys we were looking out for 
early on as a guy that could potentially make this team for a team that needed a lot of help on special teams. John, I'm so glad that you had Forrest Merrill make your team. I'm so glad that you got to come on and do this roster prediction because although some of the surprises were taken away, I mean, we knew the wide receiver was going to be a tough one to call and it turned into a less dramatic finish, I think, for that while the defensive tackles turned into a really dramatic finish on who was going to make the team. The preseason is interesting in its own way, but luckily we're moving on to the regular season games now, and tomorrow we'll know the 53-man roster, and later today we'll know the 53-man roster and who is going to be going out there for the Chargers on Sunday. But that's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back here tomorrow to recap who the Chargers end up releasing tomorrow to get down to that 53-man spot. But until then, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and also make sure to follow us on all of our social media to make sure that you never miss the show because we also post it to all of our social media. You can find us on Twitter at LockedOnLIC. You can find our at LockedOnChargers Instagram page, and you can also find our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. If you guys want to give your thoughts on who the Chargers end up cutting today, make sure to call into the voicemail line and get your voice on the show. The number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back here tomorrow to recap and talk about what is going to happen today with these roster cuts. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.